What's going on, everyone? Do you want to start making more money for player prop parlays? If so, you've got to check out ThriveFantasy.com. Thrive Fantasy has a fixed payout system, so it doesn't matter what player props you put in any parlay, you're going to get paid out the exact same amount. Put in promo code SBD for a 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks, and that's also how they know that we sent you right here on Sports Betting Daily. Huge bonus, totally worth it. I promise you're going to love betting player props with Thrive Fantasy online, thrivefantasy.com, or download the app, promo code SBD for that deposit bonus. What's going on? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. How the heck are you? How are you? Today's the 19th. May the 19th, what's happening out there? Thanks for joining us on the Sports Betting Daily. As always, Thursdays, Storytime Thursday, gather around the campfire with Uncle Tyler. We'll talk a little sports betting stories. And on today's show, it's going to be a few just kind of sort of randomish things I've been putting together. And I think today's the best time to do it. I'm going to talk about public bets that have been displayed on DraftKings, what we're learning about the average bet, because it's tough. Unless you talk to a sportsbook director, which they're not always going to give you exactly what's going on behind the scenes, it's tough to really tell what kind of bets are being placed, what the average sports bet or a lot of you listeners are betting, right? But we got a glimpse into what it looks like on the other side of the counter this week, and we'll talk about what kind of bets we're seeing being placed at uh, DraftKings. So we'll talk about that. Also going to talk about uh, Madden rankings. All right, Madden, a lot of us play Madden. It's a fun game. Madden rankings have tainted a lot of the way we look at sports, and we'll talk about that on today's show as well. It's true. I know. Madden, it's fun. It's hopefully getting better and better. I mean, I know a lot of people out there don't love Madden, but we'll talk about why it's tainting the view of a lot of uh, sports bettors or prospective sports bettors. Remember, if you want to bet VIG free, check out betteredge.com. It's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com. They get rid of the VIG, get rid of the risk, and allow you to bet VIG free. So start making bets where you don't have any risk with Better Edge. Put in promo code SBD for a free 20 bucks and see how you like betting VIG free. That's betteredge.com. Promo code SBD. All right, where do we want to start? Do we want to start with the Madden rankings or start with the bets? Let's start with the bets because I found this to be very, very hysterical. Okay, I know that we talk about parlays a lot. And I know I tell everyone not to make parlays all the time. And the reason is parlays are actually not anything to be afraid of. As long as you know what a parlay is, they're not they're not scary. Okay, a parlay just takes all your winnings and rolls it over from one game to the next. It just makes it so you don't have to do that. And often people will do this if games start at the same time because if you let's just walk through it really quickly, okay? If you haven't heard any of our shows or we do the parlay math before or whatever, just very quickly, okay? Here's the parlay math. If you have a two-team parlay, and let's say both legs of the parlay are not minus 110. Let's say they're even money. So you're not paying 11 to win 10. You're paying 10 to win 10. Okay? So you have two even money bets. And you parlay them together. That's going to pay plus 300. 
And the reason is, what it's doing is it's, ta- it's looking at each bet as an individual bet and just rolling over the winnings from one to another. So if you bet $100, you would win $300, collect $400, right? Well, let's do the math if you made those bets not in a parlay and made them as a single. What you do is you make one bet for $100, even money. 100 to win 100 Well, if that bet wins, you now have $200, right? The 100 you bet and the 100 you won. Then you take 200 and bet it on the next team. So you're rolling over all your winnings. So you now you bet 200 on team B at even money. That 200 now wins 200. So you've now earned 300. You walk away with 400. It's the exact same payout as a parlay. And that's what you'll find. If you just roll over your winnings from one bet to a next, there is no need for a parlay unless games start at the same time. It's called a mechanical parlay. And that's a way that we look at it is, is avoiding the parlay tax and the, the parlay risk of your money being held by the sports book and just make a bunch of singles to where really, if you want to make those bets, just keep rolling over your winnings. Now, the issue is most of you out there are making $5 parlays to win like a thousand bucks. And if you really think about how parlays work, let's say you have a 10 team parlay, $5 to win a thousand. Well, what that last leg of the parlay is, if you've gone 9-0 and and you have one leg left, that's effectively a single bet for $500 that you're making. Now, call me crazy, but most people who are making $5 parlays to win 1000 would be perfectly happy walking away with 500 I bet if we asked most people and said, hey, you can stop your parlay now, you walk away with 500 right? You could sort of cash out. Most people would want to do that. So it's like, so why'd you make the 10-team parlay? Well, I didn't really, you know, I didn't know I'd get here. I didn't understand. Don't The wins in a parlay mean something. And that's what it means. You're rolling over your winnings, okay? So having said that, I just want to reiterate that because I want my listeners to be smart and understand what they're doing. And I've said before, if you're an average sports better, if you're a typical classic sports better, don't make parlays because they're not profitable. As a matter of fact, they're a lot worse than single bets. If you're new to sports betting, if you're an average sports better, if you're not a 55% sports better and you're doing this professionally, you should probably avoid parlays, okay? That's just a general rule of thumb. Well, having said that multiple times in the past and having said that, you know, to my friends and to listeners, whatever, you don't, I don't expect it to necessarily sink in and expect for everyone to change immediately, but I do expect for people to you know, look at me as a, you know, I mean, I've had in five years, I've had like three months that I haven't made money in betting sports. Like I know what I'm talking about. And so I would figure that if I tell my friends, you know, let's just focus on my friends. Cause I sort of get to see what their feedback is. You know, I get some feedback on Twitter, but it's usually only when people are pissed off. So I've told all my friends, you know, who know I do this professionally, you know, don't make parlays. It's not the smartest thing in the world. Don't make parlays. And it seems like in five years of me telling them this, it hasn't sunk in at all because they all still make as many parlays as they used to. And this came to light this week when when a DraftKings offered a brand new feature where you could see the public bets being placed on DraftKings. Now, there was an article written, and what they did was they tracked all of these public bets across several states, Colorado, New Jersey, uh, I mean, there, there were like four or five states where they tracked all the public bets made on DraftKings. And we have some numbers here about all the bets being placed. Now, given my lead up with what I've been talking about with parlays, do you want to guess where I'm going with this? These numbers were outrageous. I could not believe 
how many parlays are being placed and how many how many people are making dumb bets. I mean, honestly, after seeing some of these numbers, <laughs> I'm, I'm like contemplating. I go, do I just open up a sports book? Like, is that is that the best way? Now, there's so many morons dumping their paychecks into the sports betting economy now. It's like after seeing these numbers, I was blown away. So here's the numbers. Here's what I saw being reported. All of these public bets on DraftKings, okay? So based on the data that they have with all these bets being placed on DraftKings, 52% of bets are parlay. Well, let, let's put it this way. 52% of bets are parlays uh, averaging at least two teamers. And then another 25% are parlays averaging 16 legs. So in total, okay, let, let, let's make this clear here. In total, 70, 77% of the bets the DraftKings got during this little study, 77% of the bets DraftKings accepted were parlays. That's insane. Seven, at, well, almost eight out of 10 bets they took were parlays. And of those bets, 25% of them were, at, were, were averaging 16 teams in the parlay. So pretty much a way to look at this is a quarter of the bets these sportsbooks are accepting are small, probably two, three, four, five dollar parlays to win a thousand, where the average legs are sixteen. So some are sixteen leg parlays, some are twenty leg parlays, some are twelve, but they're averaging sixteen legs a parlay. Okay, that means games in a parlay, player props, whatever it is you're putting together, sixteen of them. That's a fourth of the bets they get. Okay, and then half the bets they get are just two or three team parlays. So most people are making parlays, and by the way. As we've said before, the household doubles when you make a parlay. So the average sports better is not expected to lose 4.5% for every bet they make. Or no, 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 that's, that, that's actually a, a different discussion. But the household is 4.5% for the average uh, uh, bet. It now doubles to 10% when you make a parlay, okay? Effectively doubling. So I was just blown away by that. And I know, as I've said... I talk to my friends about this stuff. I talk to, you know, obviously the audience about this. And I don't expect everyone to just say, oh, Tyler says stop making parlays. We're not going to make parlays. But I figured I'd have more of an impact. I figured more people would listen. I figured that the idea of making it so obvious with the math and disadvantages we have, but there's something about a human being sitting down and seeing all, you know, typing in, well, let's put these eight eight games together. Ooh, seven dollars wins a grand. Okay, let's do it. Failing to understand that that last game of the parlay, you've got about five hundred and fifty bucks on it, right? It, 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 it's once you magnify that and understand that, you make less parlays. You make fewer parlays. And I know that most of you right now who make parlays are probably saying, "Well, Tyler, I only lose five bucks a parlay. I make good money. I make a lot of money at my job." I want to have a little fun every night. I want to make five bucks a parlay. What's the big deal? And you know what? It's That's fine because it's your money. As long as you understand what's going on, bet away. No big deal at all. But the flaw right there with that thinking is that, yeah, if you make good money, lose five bucks in one night, no big deal. But if you repeat that process every night, well, by the end of a couple months, you're going to lose a couple hundred bucks, Right? I mean, think about it. If you do that every every night, by the end of the year, 365 days, 
you're going to lose a couple grand. Now, you may win some of those parlays, obviously, right? And that's, that's again, another flaw in logic with this. I do another podcast called College Football Tailgate. It's actually a great show, part of Woos Media. You should all check it out if you like college football. Uh, but my co-host on that, he does this all the time. He'll come in every day with or every week during football season with like his eight, nine, 10 team parlay of the week. And his whole, his line, when I tell him it's not a good idea is, well, yeah, but all you got to do is win one and you break even two. Now you've made money, right? That doesn't work though. He doesn't win one or two. He doesn't win enough to actually make money because no one does. That's the logic. That's the thinking. That's the idea. Well, yeah, but when I do eventually win, look at all the cash I'm going to make. But it's still not profitable because really you're working with without the edge. So even though you may win one or two of those over the long run, you're not expected to win. So either way, I thought those numbers were interesting. 77% of bets coming in on DraftKings or parlays. <laughs> oh my Lord, what dumb money. I'm telling you, if you want to, there's, there's a few things you can do to start immediately winning more and losing less. And one of them is just stop making parlays. I'm telling everybody out there, you're going to win a lot more money over the long run if you just stop making parlays. All right, so that's the first part of today's show. Let's get on to Madden ratings. This is the intro. This is uh, this is going to be interesting because I think a lot of people out there play Madden, have played Madden, like Madden. And what's the biggest time of the year for Madden, aside from the actual release date, right? It's when they come out with the Madden rankings. And all the NFL players have their opinion. We all have our opinion. We all share it and talk trash and say, oh, look at this player's a 99 and whatever. He's part of the 90 club. And I'm here today to say that Madden ratings have greatly impacted, not in the positive, how people look at sports and how people evaluate what players should be and what players should look like. Okay. What I think has happened is I think, and I'm not blaming Madden for this necessarily. I think it's a way that we look at sports and players and things like that. And I think that human beings kind of work like this anyway. Humans like things to be organized, right? Humans like things to be clear. I mean, most people don't fall into the category of being 100% Republican or 100% Democrat. Maybe some do, but most people, it's more nuanced than that. They have some opinions over here, some opinions over there, right? But, but, but a lot of people just want to put, well, I want to just put you in this category or in that category. It's easier, right? We want to, we want to make things easy. We want to make things very clear. They are with us. They're against us. They agree with us. They disagree with us. And it's usually not that easy. It's usually a lot more nuanced than that. Well, what Madden ratings do is it makes that assumption of putting people in buckets a reality. And what a lot of us do and a lot of the, the public or average Madden fan, or average sports better does, is now they start thinking of players in this way. Now, it's the chicken or the egg, right? I don't know if people started doing this after Madden, or I don't know if people do this, therefore, that's how Madden does their rating system. But again, this is not an accurate way to look at players. If you see, Let's use Baker Mayfield as an example, okay? Because Baker Mayfield, I mean, you talk about inconsistent and volatile I'm starting to break down football for next year, and he is the definition of inconsistent. Now, it may have been because of injuries or whatever. That's not my point. My point is, so far, his career has been a little up and down. So Baker Mayfield, he may come out on next year's Madden rated a 75. I'm just guessing, total hypothetical guess, that's probably around where I would have him. 
But either way, I'm just saying, let's say he comes out on next year's Madden as a 75. Well, what does that mean? Does that mean he's always a 75 no matter what? Because in Madden it does. If you're a 75, you're going to play like a 75. Now, maybe you play like a 72 one quarter, 77 the next quarter, but generally you're going to hover right around that 75. And that's actually not how we want to look at players at all. Human beings are so kind of all over the place when you look at each individual person. And I don't care how much of a team sport it is or how much of an individualistic sport it is. If you, if you boil things down to one person, people are all over the place. Even the most consistent players like Tom Brady throughout their career, they're affected by little things. Whatever, if there's something going on at home, if Tom Brady didn't get enough sleep, if the, there's a lot of things affecting performance, focus, ability on a daily basis. So for Baker Mayfield, he may be a 75 on average, but some games he may play like an 85 and some games he may play like a 65. And that's not just game to game. That could be within the same game. Baker Mayfield could come out in the first quarter and play like an 88. And then in the second quarter, he may play like a 70. And so that's the thing that we have to be available for and flexible with as sports bettors. That's my job, right? Especially with, with, with sports that I'm really focused on, like hockey and soccer. It's my job to, be, to boil things down to a player level for every team. Okay, so, so it is my job to pretty much give players player ratings. And I can tell you, it's never as easy as, oh yeah, uh, uh, Tom Brady's a 97. What do you mean he's a 97? What if, so just, that's just, that's it? He may not play like an 85-1 game because you're never going to get that flexibility within Madden. And when we're projecting how good a player is going to do, how well a player is going to perform, how much did travel impact this player? How much did sleep or rest or the trash talking or any, any of the above? How are they going to impact a player's performance? How's the matchup going to impact performance, right? There's a lot of things that, that, that impact a rating. I mean, for Baker Mayfield to be a 75, okay, what if they just played three consecutive games on the road? Isn't that travel going to impact him? I mean, what if he's coming? What if he's nursing an injury that not a lot of people know about? What if he didn't get a lot of sleep the night before? Or what if he's on a hot streak? What if they just signed a new receiver that's going to allow him to have a new outlet? That's not going to be impacted in his ratings. So my point here is I like Madden. I play Madden. I understand that it's fun, but this whole Madden rating system has tainted the way that a lot of people look at sports or, or athletes. And it doesn't work on such a level field. It doesn't work on such a on such a system of, oh, they're this, they're, they're an 85, therefore they're an 85. Human beings are a lot more volatile, a lot more unpredictable. And if you look at things as a player rating in Madden, which a lot of people view players in this way, it's not going to be a profitable uh, way to look at sports or evaluate players in the long run. So be careful with the way you look at Madden ratings and don't evaluate players like that yourself. All right, that does it for today's show. Good luck, whatever you have going on today or tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Sports Betting Daily.